Hey, you're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in and around the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings. We gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles throughout the week. And then we scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, my name is Ryan Chase, and I'm one of the pastors at Emmaus Road Church. In this episode of Make and Multiply, we're going to talk about the first habit of discipleship huddles, which is hear and obey. We ask all of our discipleship huddles to practice three habits of those who make and multiply disciples. We sum those up as hear and obey, repent and believe, and plan and pray. And again, we're just trying to break down the process of making and multiplying disciples into something simple and reproducible for everyday disciples of Jesus Christ. And those three habits are a great way of summing up what people who make and multiply disciples do. Hear and obey is all about Scripture, all about God's Word, because it's God's Word that changes us. It's His Word that produces life and causes new birth. Uh, God causes us to be born again by his word. It's his word that sanctifies us. Jesus prays in John 17, 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And in John 6, 63, Jesus says, the spirit gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I speak to you are spirit and life. And so the very words of God breathed out and inspired by God himself. It's his word that corrects us, rebukes us, encourages us, helps us. It's his word that gets stuff done in us. And so that habit, hear and obey, is all about God's word. And we get that language of hear and obey from a few places in scripture. We see that twin concept all over the Bible. Uh, Isaiah 66, 2 says it like this. God says, this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. So we see that reading and understanding God's word with our minds is, is one part of it. But hearing God's word should always affect and transform our hearts as well. God says he looks to the one who is humble and contrite and trembles at his word. So simply hearing God's word, uh, hearing the word announced by the prophet, reading scripture, that's not enough. God is looking to those who tremble at his word, those who are affected by it. So hear and obey is all about uh, discovering the meaning of the text and then being transformed by the significance of the text. The passage that is probably most familiar to people when it comes to uh, hearing and obeying the word is James 1, 22 through 25, where James says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. There, there's a self-deception involved when you hear God's word, but don't do it. Don't put it into practice. Don't apply it to your own heart and mind and living. There's a self-deception there. James says, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. So imagine looking in a mirror, seeing that you have some big green piece of spinach on your front teeth, and then walking away and forgetting about it without removing it. James says that's how foolish it is to hear God's word and not apply it. It's like looking in the mirror, seeing what's wrong, and then forgetting and not correcting the problem. 
But, James says, the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Another passage where this contrast between uh, hearing only and hearing and doing is evident is Matthew 7, 24 through 27, where Jesus talks about the wise and foolish builder. So a lot of people are familiar with this story that Jesus tells, but the contrast in, in a lot of people's minds is actually, they, they think that the story is about um, you know, a Christian and an atheist or a, you know, a faithful religious person and some sinner, some pagan. But the contrast is actually between people who are following Jesus those who hear and do what he says and those who hear and and don't do what he says. So it's not contrasting people in the church and people outside of the church, the the wise and foolish builders. The difference between the wise builder and the foolish builder is what they do with his words. So listen to the words of Jesus. He says in verse 24, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Who hears these words of mine and does them, he will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, again, these are not people outside the church who aren't listening to God's word. These are people who hear the words of Jesus, people who are following him and interested in him, hearing his words, but not doing them. Those people will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. That's a sober warning and reminder to us that it's very possible to hear the words of Jesus, to hear the words of scripture and yet face a great disaster because we fail to believe his words, fail to take him at his word and obey what he says. So it's important to clarify that when we talk about hearing and doing the word, um, I think in a lot of people's minds, doing is associated with legalism. Obedience is associated with legalism. But obeying Jesus is not legalism when it comes from faith. And we see that clearly in Galatians 3, 2 through 6, when, when Paul says, let me ask you this, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? That That's what hearing and obeying is about. It's about hearing with faith as opposed to um, works of the law or legalism, which is some kind of billable service, something where you think you're doing it by your own willpower, rendering a service to God, meeting a need in God that you can bill him for. You can charge him for it. Now he owes you. You have somehow put God in your debt because you provided this needful service to him. When the reality is, uh, our obedience to him, when we hear and obey, we're obeying like a patient would follow their doctor's prescription. When, when a patient follows the doctor's prescription and advice, um, the patient is not rendering any service to the doctor, not meeting a need in the doctor. The patient is merely trusting the doctor's word and then obeying. And the obeying of the doctor is coming out of trust in the doctor, and it leads to the patient's health and well-being. So this is for our good that we hear and obey God's word. So the word of God is central in all discipleship. It's central in our growth, in our progress, our sanctification as believers, which is why we want it to be central in our discipleship huddles. This is the first habit, and we are devoted to spending time in God's word together. So what does that look like 
practically. Uh, we encourage all of our huddles to dig into the text of scripture that was preached the Sunday before. So one of the most practical ways that you can contribute to the health and strength of your own huddle is by taking good sermon notes so that you're coming with your own thoughts that you've kind of formulated. Uh, You've been thinking about the text, meditating on it, um, have some insights and applications to share. It's important for you to know, and if you haven't realized this, you you will next time you look at the huddle questions. Uh, The huddle questions that I write every week and make available for our discipleship huddles, I, I always write two kinds of questions. I write questions that are uh, meant to help you hear the word. And by hearing, we mean understand the meaning of the text. If, if we don't know what the text means, we can't be affected by it. We can't be transformed by it. So we start by wanting to hear and understand the meaning of the text. And so some of those huddle questions are inductive questions. They are uh, geared to help you observe what's going on in the text, the characters, the setting, themes, and repetition. And all of those are about understanding what does the text mean. But our emphasis on hearing and obeying means we're never aiming for mere knowledge acquisition. And Bible studies like that exist where you get kind of a, a fill in the blank um, and there's a, a transfer of knowledge. Here's here's what it means. And, and then it's easy to go away and forget that. We, we want the meaning. We want the knowledge. And then we want to be affected by it. And so when we talk about being doers of the word or obeying the word, we're talking about being transformed by the significance of the text. So we think in categories of head, heart, and hands. How should this affect my thoughts? What new thoughts does this give me? How should this affect my my heart? How does this incline my heart and my affections, my desires toward God? And how does this affect my hands? How should this come out my fingertips in my everyday living? So that's what we're getting at in the obedience side of things. And so I always write some of the huddle questions geared more toward that personal application, the transformation side, where um, we're trying to connect the meaning of the text to our lives and our context so that we're being transformed by the significance. So that's what's going on with the huddle questions. You may have also seen, if you look at those huddle questions, that There are four questions there just broadly, generically, that you could apply to any text of Scripture if you're not using the specific texts or uh, questions that go along with the sermon text. You can always just use these four questions um, talking about what does this text reveal about who God is? What does it reveal about what God has done or is doing or will do? Uh, What does this text reveal about who I am in light of who God is and what He's done? And what does it reveal about how I should be living? So who is God? What does God do? Who am I? What should I do? Those are the four questions. And you could apply that to any text of scripture. And that keeps us centered not just on uh, a moralistic application, but always seeing that the implications that transform our lives are rooted in who God is and what he has done for us. So one way we talk about that is... um, the relationship between the indicatives of Scripture and the imperatives of Scripture. The indicatives are defining what is, what is true about God, what is true about His work, um, how has God revealed Himself supremely in the person and work of Jesus, what has Jesus accomplished in His life and death and resurrection and ascension and ruling and reigning. 
That's the reality that is the bedrock of our faith. What is absolutely true because of who God is and what he's done? The imperatives then flow out of that. Imperatives are the commands, the application. What difference should it make? And we never want to separate indicatives from imperatives. If we just take the imperatives, what should I be doing? And we lose sight of the indicative, who is God and what has he done, especially in the person and work of Jesus through the gospel. Um, That's when we fall into legalism, self-reliance, thinking that somehow keeping the commands earns something from God. But if we keep those together, we would never think that way because we realize it's because of who God is, because of his grace that he has called me to live this way. And then we're transformed by that reality and the gospel is central in all of our hearing and obeying. So give yourselves wholeheartedly to this task of digging into scripture. When we say hear and obey, understand that that means uh, hearing is all about discovering the meaning of the text. Obeying is all about being transformed and affected by the significance so that we would be like Isaiah 66 to people who tremble at God's word, people who whose hearts are impassioned by the truth of God's word, deeply affected and transformed. And may that cause us to bear fruit to God's glory and for the good of the city that we love. Hey, thanks for listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, please email me at ryan at emmausroadsf.com. And if you're not currently part of a huddle or MC, let me know and I would love to help you get connected. The music on this episode is called Everywhere by Lee Rosevere and it's used under a Creative Commons license.